0: Hey,
1: what's up and welcome to, welcome to, welcome to the Artist Exchange radio show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. I'm your host, Nate. Let me make sure I turn off all cellular devices Well, they start going on. Uh, But I'm here live from the shaky boudoir, my bedroom. Um, uh, I've been trying to find other meeting spaces, but I'm home. Why not? Let's just get it in. Uh, But my special guest for the day is Mr. Femi the Dry Fish. Uh, I reached out to him because him and David um, have an awesome new project coming out. Well, it's already out. It's on all uh, streaming networks. And I've been listening to it today. And I really like it. It seems y'all guys got a little personal. But how you doing today, Mr. Femi?
2: i'm good i'm good you know what's funny i thought you were outside because of the brick wall behind you so i thought Uh, you was like on the patio or something like that you know just
0: kind of kicking it
1: uh, uh, (laughs) uh, that's just the light i just i fixed the light (laughs) but uh no i'm in i'm in i'm at home and i've been following directions i only venture out i'm blessed to be across the street from a market and a cvs that's all i need yeah one thing so i run out once a week and run way back in uh so i've doing my due diligence and following directions. Have That's you, good
2: sir? To hear. Have I been following directions? I've been sensible and okay. my interactions with people is minor, um, but I, okay. I, in this day and time, my, my uh, income comes through my activities and yes. Yes. Every, everything, I caught, all my shows got dropped, all my workshops got dropped. So mm-hmm. that means nothing's coming in, but I happen to have a pickup truck. And Ooh. so while people have been sitting home, collecting dust they've been cleaning out okay, so okay. i get quite a few calls a week to come through and i just ask them to leave the stuff outside and i just come and grab it put it on my truck take it to the dump okay so that's been one way to make money and then um i've been working with young audience passing out um arts and craft activities called mm-hmm. uh art snacks um and 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 that's i go to the location of any school that hands out lunches okay to uh those who need lunches I guess school lunches and okay. while they when they pass out the food i also give them the art the arts craft snack
1: a little baby uber eats okay i got you i got yeah. you i got you and that's that's been really tough because for me as an artist like you i know you teach in schools uh and such and uh perform it's been the first cup the first week was easy because it was like oh okay this is a vacation and reality set in the second week and like okay Ain't no uh, invoices going out this week. Uh, right, right, right. About to get into, and then I I went into maybe like that third week where it was like I don't know if this will work because we still out. Uh, and then I've kind of found my creative niche
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and trying to produce virtual events. And uh, honestly, I don't really feel like I want to be on the stage anymore. I think
2: wow, this is the way to go. I cannot do virtual. It. I, yeah, I I had I had to um. I, I, it's weird, I like being on stage, but I hate being in a recording booth. Yeah. I also don't like a camera on me. I need an audience, I need a live audience to feed off of emotionally.
1: Yeah, as a theater actor, I completely understand, but uh, I'm getting a certain level of comfort because I don't, despite me doing an online radio show, I don't do uh, a bunch of lives. Like I really, I have to be really passionate or pissed off at somebody me to get on a, a live and say something. Right. But, uh, and that's only after I've learned the lesson. Uh, but this whole, it, it feels very intrusive. I I don't even invite people to my home. So the fact that I'm in my bedroom doing a radio show is uh, weird, but kind of fascinating at the same time. <laughs> but uh, uh, so in terms of you figuring it out in terms of your new norm right now, uh, do you think this is gonna last any longer or? How do you, how have you been able to cope with it mentally
2: as an artist? Um, you know what? I think the way I cope with life, and I kind of do this thing where I say something, someone is always going through worse. Right, right. And I feel like that's been my coping mechanisms for probably the majority of my life. So I'm not saying I don't complain, but I kind of look at it like it could be worse. I'm an artist. I can imagine the worst scenario, you yes. know? And because I can imagine worst scenario, and this is something that it's really—I mean, I, I will admit—it's it's definitely intrusive on all lives. Like this is something the whole world has experienced at one time, right. you know. And then there, there, there are people losing their lives. So I'm not—I'm not—you know—I recognize that it's definitely uh, a situation that is uh, is deadly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I keep saying to me, saying, saying to myself, is this is something we can overcome if we if we maintain being sensible mind you i don't think a lot of us are being sensible i won't say a lot of us there are chosen pockets of people Mm -hmm. who are eager to get back to normality that they're willing to risk all of us for their normality that will never come if they if if things happen the way they wanted to happen
0: yeah
1: i keep i keep thinking that too like we were talking before we got went live about just a simple haircut like i feel so different not having to like wrap it up or kind of disguise the fact that it's growing in and it's, you know it's uneven but I, uh, i would not imagine going to the barber shop mm. now i did pay my barber like hey when you the first door opens up officially i want to be first i'm gonna pay you now but are I, you are I,
2: you sure you're the only person who paid him for that
1: <laughs> well i would fight like i don't <laughs> So whatever my first day is, that's the first day. So whatever he's been doing before that. But I, I trust my barber. He's real. He's real, like, I'm a this. He cleans everything every between every person. So I trust him. But even with that, I couldn't imagine right now risking my life so I could be fresh in, indoors. I couldn't right, imagine right, risking right. my life because I just want to get out and spend money or do something. Because I'm feeling antsy. I walk around the block before I risk my life. Or, I mean, I live alone, so I'm not really risking my family's life at this moment. But I couldn't, it's not that serious.
2: So let, let, me, let, let, me, let me ask a question then. Okay. Because you live alone. What is that like? A lot of solitude. How are you? Because e- And mind you, even if you are an antisocial person, yes. this definitely is a scenario of overkill.
1: It is. It is, because you're you, you waiting for that moment. Because you know how we have those days where you're like, man, the world is on pause. And then you can get up and make a decision. You're like, you know what? But I'm going to get up and I'm going to do something. I'm going to mm-hmm. go out into the world. And then you're like, ain't nothing to do out in the world. So you're going to sit your ass back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not, I wouldn't say antisocial. But I'm a introvert extrovert, if that makes any sense. I I'm a theater actor, so I love being on stage. I love doing my radio show and meeting new people. But I find a comfort being off to the corner, chilling, being observant. But it really is, uh, uh, I've, I've learned how to communicate more. I'm not a telephone person. I'm not a FaceTime person. But it's forced me to be that, just so I can kind of cut into the dead space that is Mm. now life life has become a big dead space if you are single and you're staying by yourself in this moment but i've I've figured out ways to do that so or get back out there
0: i can dig it i can dig it
1: are you are you ready for what are you ready for this to be a norm because some of the inside professionals that i know say our our norm won't get back to a quote unquote normal until about October. Would you be able to last that long?
2: Yeah, I'm not like like because because I tell myself it could be worse. This is right. not the worst it could be. You know, uh, yeah. we remember we, we spoke a little. We spoke. I think yesterday, and I was like, mm-hmm. if this was Ebola, this is a whole different this this is a whole different ball game. <laughs> right. If Ebola if Ebola right. was spreading around the world at this speed, this yeah. easy, this would be a whole uh-huh. different ball game. You know this you know like and like i said this is really this is also just as this is deadly also but sensibility can can squash this and really in reality we were never concerned about the flu and the flu also was just you know worked worked in a very similar manner
1: but there was a means there was still a a kind of a safety net like if you got the vaccine you would be exposed to it but it would kind of Protect you from the deadly side of it, or if you did certain things, this feels like if you go outside and touch somebody, that's it. Like it feels just that, that random. It's,
2: it's, it, 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 I think it's, it, it, it's, it's exaggerated, right? It's in, in that manner because we never thought about whenever you catch a cold or whenever you get the flu, how you get it. You get it the same way,
0: right? right. The exact right. same right. way, exactly. you know, right? The
2: exact same way. And the new normal will be. Will be more cleanliness. Will be will will be heightened. We'll be washing hands definitely more. We're using hand sanitizer definitely more. Not touching too close. Not being in each other's faces too close. When somebody right. sneezes and they don't cover their face, vampire style, we are gonna look at them crazy. Right,
1: right. You know, we we gonna right. look
2: at them crazy. Like yo, for real, you're not gonna, you're not going you're, you're not gonna vampire that joint, you know. And they might catch a bad one.
1: <laughs> but I think the world now sees what it feels like to be a teacher in the classroom. Because mm. this has been, like, the flu season has been, like, deadly for us for years. And, yes. and that's something that I always, like, if I see a child digging in their nose, go wash your hands, like, like, instantly. And I don't want the world to be like that. And I try not to be that way around children, but we've gotten to that point. Like, I, a man coughed in CVS the other day, and you would have thought, <laughs> like, like Somebody was robbing the place, but I just don't want us to, to get to that level where we're so insensitive We're so disrespectful of other people and where everybody's at distance And that's I wanted people to change the phrase from social distancing to just physical distancing because I think the mentality of mm. being socially distant from somebody where we have means to still communicate. We just can't physically be in from immediate space. And it's kind of damaging us because we're already starting to separate ourselves. And then some people feel this need to, like, be there. You know, I'm looking at that party up in Chicago and all the different events that are still going on, like people, the cities that are opening up, people going right back to church or right back to the nail salon. And I'm like, you don't, did you? You don't watch the news.
2: No, no, they, they, and, and to them, it's not real. It's not real because somebody directly hasn't been affected.
1: Right, and that's how that's what it was in the beginning. And like in the last couple of weeks, I've had you know uh, my godmother's husband, fa- father passed away, and uh, a friend just uh, who's a nurse just uh, set, sent out to a bunch of us assist- his friends that he has tested positive for COVID. And it's scary because you don't know what it is. And he says he doesn't have any symptoms or any uh, feelings right now in terms of being sick. He just, Mm. you know, he had a fever and that was it. And they got him tested and that's how he found out. And it just is strange. But as an artist, I'm finding um, it difficult to find our normal means of work, but it's making me feel more creative in terms of what, what can I do? You know, we're used to doing things with what we have. So now, what can I do? So, was this album in the makings before, or did y'all kind of like, let's do something right now? Oh,
2: no, 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 no. It takes a, it. Even a five songs, it's five songs. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, any album, it, the, prior, prior to this album, Dave and I have three albums prior to this. The fifth album, okay, this is right. the 5th house fourth album. Every album's taken us about a year to do. Mm-hmm. These five songs took us. <laughs> from August of last year till we finished recording in January. I want to say late okay. January, we finished recording and we were got it mixed down and then we were trying to figure out we were really trying to figure out when to make the move because our strength has always been we put on a show.
1: Right, right, right. And
2: that's how we released the album. And I will be honest with you, I am I work I mean, I, you know, like I'm online I online, I'm online to goof around, I'm online to interact mm-hmm. a certain way, but, but I, haven't, I haven't strongly transitioned into being great yes. at the marketing aspect yes. of what online is. I haven't, I haven't, there's a science to it, there's a code to it. I haven't broken the code. I do, when I say I do all right, on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a three or four. You know, I well, know how might
1: that. Be a little bit higher because you have physical social <laughs> capital out there that you just had to translate into the well. World. Well,
2: I look at it like this: I have been performing since professionally, prior since 2001.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there's been times I've done shows where me, me and David have thrown shows. One time we 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 did an album release at Center Stage, and we packed out the entire first floor, which is like 400 plus people. I
1: think you know? that was the first time. I think that was your second album.
2: Yes, like an Watermark. Yeah, yeah, that
1: was when I first saw you two perform together.
2: Right. So we packed that place out, and then we've traveled all over the country doing shows, conferences, uh, festivals, college tours, and you have all these people you've performed in front of. So many people. You know, if I give an estimate on a personal level, maybe like 20,000 people we've interacted in, in the course of our time.
0: Right. And
2: then you put out an album and you have to fight to move hundred units. You have to fight mm-hmm. to move 200 units. You have mm-hmm. to fight to move five units, you know, right. where you think that you put the album out and you automatically move 5,000 5, just, just off the break. Right. You know, and that's not what it is.
1: And, and it's, it's weird because even in this crisis, the, the, the sh- online or digital marketing has changed again. Because now you don't need a two three month build up. You just right. need to split two weeks now, and even within those two weeks, you still gotta you know make it something spectacular. You gotta have a story. You know, people like Beyonce messing up the world. Because now we gotta <laughs> do all this shit. I gotta make a mini movie for every single song, and you know people people started expecting that even from artists that aren't on that caliber, they start expecting that from the artists that they can see and touch now. And it's just it feels unrealistic and it's obtainable, but it's still like what can we what can we do? Right. What is the decision in releasing it now opposed to holding
2: it a little bit more We well I didn't want to hold I didn't want us to hold it longer. I think Dave and I talked about it. David was really big on that conversation about moving the product online. Um, like his, his lifestyle is very different from mine. And I think he was trying to figure out how do you master the art of moving the product online, you know? Right. And my thing was, yeah, we can do that, but let's not forget that our strongest asset is when we throw, when we throw an elaborate show. Cause we're, we're, we're good at throwing some kind of elaborate presentation. Right. That, that is, that is not of the norm of, of, of our Circle of friends or circle of artists when they put out a record, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so more, more, more so. David got his wish based off of what has happened. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, but so, it's still possible now because we've seen DJ Nice break the internet. You know, there's a talk of uh, Erkabat Do and Jill Scott about to do something, mm. and you know that uh, that old man attempt from. <laughs> From babyface and uh, the, I can't remember the other guy's name. Are oh, um, you
2: talking about uh, Teddy Riley or babyface? Teddy
1: Riley. So there are there are there's possibility in it, and it may shape shift what you all are used to into something totally different.
2: I I I, I agree. I've, I've thrown that on the table, so hopefully we're able we're able to have that conversation mm-hmm. probably this week this weekend and right. try to plan out what does that look like if we do a just a live show. You know on facebook on instagram um and just figure out how to make how to make that work and make it functional and fun and look at other people that have done it and make sure we we uh troubleshoot where they had trouble
1: right right and that's the that's the hard part because a lot of software that was kind of like uh it's starting to be used right now and it wasn't intended for all of these people and then as lab elaborate as we are as artists so we we want people flying in and sound effects. <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, it's hard to even talk without a headset anymore right now, you know, with it. But I think uh, the possibility is endless. And I, I, I have found kind of a means to continue the creative energy. And it's actually made me, like, want to continue this even once outside is normal or close to normal again uh but if it, it's internet is scary for me as an artist cuz i'm used to the manual information hey what's up e uh he ernest uh said i
2: see i see i see, I see ernest
1: <laughs> but uh in terms of just the content uh this one all the albums i was introduced to you guys as somebody i i knew uh on the second album and it this one felt a little bit more personal uh And I specifically I'll talk to you because you're the one that's actually here. I remember us doing uh a uh, kind of a round table with guys um with Tracy Diggins like a year or so ago and I remember, I remember that uh bits and part of bits and pieces of your story kind of coming out in that round table and then to hear it on the album, it was uh refreshing to see uh you kind of take that to another level and I just don't remember. You all being so on, not honest, but open about your personal personal selves, uh, I think've done before.
2: I think that um, I think David is more transparent
1: mm-hmm. in his
2: artistry than I am in that aspect. I'm probably more coded. Right. So if right. you know me, you hear it. So this was yeah. probably one of the scenarios where I was being more blatant. Right. Um, in, in my language, especially the song that you're talking about. Number,
1: uh, I think
2: that's number two. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it was n- number three, uh, Sins of the Father. Okay. Oh, um, well, I'm
1: sorry. Number two is my favorite, only because it included Arthur
2: Um But uh, I think that I, 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 I'm, a lot of my work is personal. I just, the, the art of writing is about the art, for me, it's the art of being coded. And then, the, the, so the, the art of writing and code, and then hoping people appreciate the language, and right. then they can decipher it and interpret it for themselves, or try to figure out where I was trying to go with it. And that's how, right. I, that, that's how I enjoy writing. David does it too, but I just feel like he has a, David's always been better. He's a he's, he's better communicator as an artist, and then I'm a better communicator outside of my art. <laughs>
1: Right. Um, I think that's his theater side, probably being able to. And
2: There you have like, it, D- D- David. Davis, uh, you know, definitely is a is a, is a is a is a theater actor, also.
1: Is it? But it, this album felt less as if you are like I always see the two of you as these like owls, this this uh, looking out over the world and taking observation and then bringing it back to your art. This one felt like you two were kind of looking in the mirror more. And it felt, for me, it just felt personal. I don't know, know you all on a personal level outside of us being artists and working together. Before, but outside of that, uh, I've just never, in terms of me listening to your music, it just never, it feels more like you all are looking at yourselves versus being as observant about outside of you or creating. Was that conscious or that just, was that just um, you all brought together?
2: Well, the the album, the theme of the album was Black, I mean, the the title is called Black Body, and the theme mm-hmm. is kind of like a double, it's a, a double, a double thing is happening here. Uh, one is that the burden of the, of, of the person with melanin, okay. the burden, and not the burden is not just what's placed on us, but what we place on ourselves,
0: okay. you know,
2: and then the, the other meaning, because David actually titled the album, um, there's a there's a cluster of stars called a black body and it absorbed, they, they absorb light and the connection is that we absorb we, we we we're absorbing the burden of being here you know we we're, we we're even when you think about america some of the some of the things that we wrote in the, for the album are tied to actual events of just being a black person in america i would say a black man because we're both we're both men you know, right. uh, just just the burden of how we're seen and, and 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 how how it's assumed just by looking at us, you can just assume that we're we're wrong to be here. It's wrong for us to be here. You know, and one of, one of the best exa- one one of the examples I had, um, uh, it was uh I think it was a Trayvon Martin situation. You know, this is like a you know, and there's there's, there's so many examples of this. But Trayvon Martin is like one of, one of the best examples for me was that when um, when he was killed, um, the first thing they did, the media did. I don't know if the, I don't know who the media is. When I say media, how's the D? Whatever. Right. They found when they found out that he lived in that neighborhood, the next thing that happened was that there was a picture of him smoking weed. that, that became
0: yeah. a thing. Yeah. you
2: know and so it's like right off the break there was a there was a there was a movement to demonize him because oh snap mm-hmm. we killed a kid and he ain't got no criminal record we killed a right. kid you know you know like this, this this zimmerman guy kills this boy and they needed a reason for him the zimmerman to be right
0: yeah off the
2: break and th- that happens a lot where the minute someone is un- a, 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 a man, a black, a man of color, is, a, an unarmed man of color is killed, right. the minute he's killed, they're looking for a reason to justify it because he was unarmed. So if he's seen like, oh yeah, he got locked
0: up in 86, so he must right. be a bad person. Oh, he's- right. Sorry. Um,
2: you know, he must be a bad person. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because both David and I are raising, uh, we both have children and we both have young men. We, have, we both right. have uh, males that right. we have to, like with my, with my own son, my constant thing with him is making him aware of what might happen, that it might happen, it might not happen, but I gotta prepare things that might happen in, in, right. in, 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 this, um, in, in this environment, you know? Um, so and
1: that's I, not, I, that's not a thing in in other cultures, being going to predominantly white schools my whole life, that wasn't a thing. They got warned on how to cross the street and how you know maybe to be respectful to adults. But we are being bombarded by not only our environment but the people in our environment, and it.
0: It's it's. it's, I, don't, it's a, I
1: don't know how you would raise a child today,
2: and, and you got to constantly tell the child different combinations of the same scenario. Of how to possibly respond, you know, like to various things that could happen in one scenario, and but there's I tons of the scenarios.
1: Still, 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 give all those scenarios by still and still telling your child they're worthy there, and still instilling them kind of good qualities. So, because you're you're basically warning them that they're being sought out as an animal or this this creature versus. They just being children. That you just warning about their environment. How do you still balance that to a young male? And so this so, 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 person?
2: so this is where this that that song comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with my father was really poor, and I met my father at the age of thirteen, basically, okay. and that's why I moved to the United States to live with him. You know, and some of the things I'm trying to make up for and my son are the things that I'm like, Dad, you know, you, my father could have done a better job of trying to build my character. Mm. And my, my dad met me, and by, as a Nigerian man, he met me. And he had these demands, but demands as if I was raised by him, but I wasn't raised by him. You know, and he...
1: have known this already.
2: Yeah, he, he didn't make any adjustments. Like, okay, this, this guy hasn't... I haven't been in this child, this guy's life. So let's, let me bring them up to speed. Or even just living in America. My dad never sat me down like, okay, we're living in America. This is how it is in the streets. I lived, I lived in a village. I went to an all black school. I went to an all black neighborhood. And it's on the song, so, I went to all black, I, I lived in an all black neighborhood. I went to all black school. And I wasn't allowed to have black friends. Yeah. You know, like, but those are things that, you know, like, and, and, and then in and, and addition to that, it was like this constant tearing you down. So in my father's eyes, I could do nothing right. Mm. And so, I, I moved, I, I grew up with this insecurity that I was worthless because
0: yeah.
2: what I wanted to be good at wasn't acceptable. Like the whole art thing, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to draw. I wanted to do comic books. You know, that's what I wanted to do. And in, in my household, that wasn't that, that was kind of that was forbidden. You know, because as a Nigerian man, you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer at the end. Like they don't want you to do anything else.
0: Right. But
2: that wasn't my drive. And I was just constantly, it, it, it was a constant. I was constantly told I wasn't worth. I was of. I was of no worth, you know. And with my son in the mix of me, even trying to like troubleshoot this reality that we live in, because I don't want to get. I don't. It's, it's where I'm trying to make sure he doesn't get caught off guard. That's 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 really what it is. Like, because my son's not living the hood life, you know. Right. My 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 son's not in the streets, you know, stuff like that. So he will be more um, naive to things that. I'm more aware of, you know, from my experiences, I become one of my experiences happened at post 18 when I left home, you know, but my son, you know, was catching the bus by the fourth grade by himself, you know, um, he was coming home by himself, you know, had a key and even just simply, you know, and and I'm not sure if you were ever one of those kids that came home Mm -hmm. with, had a key around your neck, you know, there's all these things you're told, Mm
0: -hmm. but
2: at the fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, if he's walking home at any point in time, a police officer go pull him over and be like, right. Yo, let me search your bag. Yeah. You know? And yeah. even that, I had to school him on the bill of, of the Bill of Rights to let him know right. that a cop can't do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. You
2: know, a cop can't question you without an adult present. You know, like this stuff I did like drill in him and he's like, What if what if the cop does this? I'm like, yo, you the um there was a time, there was a TV show about the, the, the four brothers that were locked up in New York.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When, when they uh, see us. And I remember
2: I made him and my nephews all watch it. And my, my argument with them was, check this out. This is gonna, what I'm about to tell you is horrible. If you were ever brought to a police station and the cops are asking you questions, you say nothing. Yeah, you let them know about your Fifth Amendment right, and you let them know that you are minor and you cannot say anything without a parent present. Not even not even a lawyer. A parent,
0: a parent. presence,
2: because they'll 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 bring in some some lawyer from their side of the fence. No, right. your parent present. And I t- I had to tell them this: they might rough you up. Yeah, they might starve you. They might not let you use the bathroom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They they might they, they will they they might get physical with you to 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 definitely make get, get you to say whatever they want you to say. And I was like, yo, even in the mix of all that, say nothing. Say nothing. That means by the time I show up there, you'll probably have a bloody nose and a black eye. A busted lip.
0: Mm.
2: Maybe may, 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 maybe a broken maybe a broken body part. Right. And I and I hate to say something like that. Because that's the worst the thing that's, and that's the reality that you have to deal with that they will find a way to open and shut the case just because of your skin color.
1: But how do you, so back in the day, there was a lot of lynchings and we kind of knew what was going on and then there was an Emmett Till. but in today's world, it is blatant. It's not even done in the cover of night. It's done on a camera phone. This is on this right here. And they seeing it and, and I, my mind is stuck on Philando Castile. I, for some reason, I can't let that go. I've taught it in my classes uh, as a writing prompt. Uh, um, and it, I can't let it go because that was one of the first times where we saw it happen. Like, right. We saw it happen and nothing was done about it. So how do we, specifically to our young black children, I, I, can't, I can't even say boys anymore. but Nah,
2: uh, everybody get it now.
1: But it, how do we justify that? How do we continue to uplift them and make positive young men out of people who are saying that they don't have a say if, if somebody chooses it out that doesn't look like them? How, how do we still instill in them those
0: things?
2: I mean, it's a constant. You, you, I mean, it, it's a constant. You have to let them know they're valued mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. you know, in,
2: a, in a world that might not value them. That, that right. you don't need that permission, you don't need the world's permission to be valued,
0: mm. you know,
2: and, and, I, and I feel like that, that, that is one of the downsides. And I say this, I'm about to say this, as a foreigner, as someone who, right. who, who was born in another country and has lived in two other countries before moving to the United States, right. that the one thing I see is that we're, and, and you know, some people, I mean, I, some people agree with me that we're constantly, as a, as, a, as a race of people, we're constantly looking for validation from the other side of the fence. But we're constantly looking for value from those who don't value us, who have never valued us. And I say this as, not, not like I said, I, I have individual white friends that are awesome, right. you know, that I love to death. But I'm just saying how this country was constructed with the, with, 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 with the black person in the midst of it, they, right. they, they were trained. They Even they were trained. Like, even when you think about, when you think about slavery, you know, we're going, going all so far back, only rich people could afford to have slaves.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you know and, and the worst thing about that, they found a way to make poor white people treat treat slaves like they were less than.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: it, not realizing that the poor white people, the slaves they brought for free labor, were doing the jobs the poor white people could have been doing to earn a living.
0: Okay.
2: You know, but instead they manipulated them. Just like this the last presidential election where they were manipulated also you know i think it's it's so clever the way the manipulation is done but it it, it breeded a culture of oh yeah those people those people of color people that are black are less than us
1: so how do we get ourselves and i see this in our art world a lot because we want to be, we want our work to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be on those larger platforms. So we begin to sell ourselves off to those non black or those uh, platforms with people that, that just want us for our content and not our body. Not our person. How do we get ourselves out of that system of trying to appease them and 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 drop the black from our artistry and 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 cater to what is the standard way of being an artist? How do we get break that cycle or get ourselves out of it?
2: I don't know uh, how <laughs> how Again. um. um. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, not, and I'm in a weird space artistically as far as how I move my music. I have a rock band that I perform with and give even the content of my rock, the content of my music is definitely for, you know, people that, that, that look like me and really it's for people in general, you know, right. because the more conversation I'm able to have with other folks that don't have the same skin tone as I do, if I'm able to have that conversation and give them awareness I feel that I've done a I've done a job here where hey they listen to my music they become more aware that you know things are not balanced in the force you know and, and a lot of situations where you can be white in America and never have to in, engage a black person other than when you're watching stuff on television you know you never have to socially engage them so you don't have to you, so so your judgment is based off of Very little to no interaction, and we live here. We live here in the United States. To me, you know, like unless unless we split the country in half or in the quarter or we get a portion of America, we have to engage. And our job as the artist is to paint these pictures, not just for ourselves, but for other people too, and hopefully to bridge gaps.
1: Mm. And it just feels. It feels. I'm I'm at a part in my artistry now. I've stepped out of uh, the black way of doing things or just being in a black group and i'm working with other people trying to diversify because i want to expand my audience as well so Mm -hmm. i'm sitting at tables with with other cultures having conversations about my work where i'm not a part of the conversation until it's time for me to collect my stipend or uh when they need to bring the audience in and i'm it's it for a couple of years, it angered me because I'm like, you don't even see me. It's just, you're not even coming to see my show. You want me to bring my stuff to you. And
0: that, 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 that is,
2: but, but, but that's always been the way right. their market worked. Um, think about the Jackie Robinson situation. Mm-hmm. The Negro, Negro leagues were doing with, would, would, I wouldn't say they were doing on the level of the, of the, of the, um, the base, the, the regular baseball thing, but they were earning a living with the, right. the Negro leagues were earning, earning a living and they saw, they, they, they didn't see us. They saw the potential of money they can make.
1: Including us,
0: yeah.
2: Including us. So they, they didn't even have to respect us, but it was like, hey, we can get that do- those dollars. And the minute that happened, what, what, what happened, what shouldn't have happened, what happened was we bought in. The minute Jackie Robinson walked in, then we all wanted to walk in. But right. the problem was, the negro. what happened to the Negro and leave right, right then and there? It, it, yeah. it's folded,
0: yeah. you know, and, yeah. and,
2: that, and, and, that, and, and, and there's so many stories that are tied to that where the minute we're allowed into their space, we abandon our own. When real in reality, we should strengthen our own even while we're in their space. And we're not, and, we, and, we, and historically we, are, we, we have not done that. We've we have let not. Out
1: stuff kinda go because, off to the wayside.
2: Because we have not valued our own. Mm. We, we've, we've, been, we've just been waiting to be accepted by them so we can abandon our own i mean and i say that as in the 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 from, like i said the negro leads even if you think about think about uh, killer mike was talking about the minute um you know we were allowed in different neighborhoods or allowed to have certain jobs you know people don't own, you know when black people own corner stores they just gave it up you know um uh, certain neighborhoods no one no one passed the ha- the house down to the family members they sell the house Right. You know, right. like we're, we're, right. we're, the minute we were allowed access to the white dollar spinning, we would we, we abandoned the black dollar spin, spinning. And that became, and, 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 and I would say that not even consciously, because once again, the whole, con, the, the whole idea of colonization, the whole idea of slavery is all tied to conquest. But there's such a mental aspect to that that we haven't worked our way out of. And not just here in America. Like, I'm, I'm Nigerian. You know, even in Nigeria, they still see white people as the greatest thing, the greater entity.
1: What to kind of work towards becoming versus uh, exactly. of your own culture and, exactly. and understanding that we are what is the, com- we are the commodity. So we shouldn't be trying to reach over the line. We should just stand tall. And it, as an artist, I'm really just torn, because I want my work to be seen with, from a greater audience uh, but i'm I'm torn between quote unquote feeling like I'm selling out and pandering to uh individuals and kind of ignoring those faithful five in the corner because I want that five thousand over there uh so to speak, but in terms of your content uh now uh, will you will you begin to be more open and more kind of Reflective of your personal experience from this point on, or will that still will you still work in that coded space?
2: Um, I like I, I like writing in a coded way. Like th- that song, ha- it, I, it wasn't deliberate; it just so happened. That's how that particular song was right. delivered. You know, I I like the I like the code. I I, I like I, I, the art of writing. Uh, some of my favorite writers, you don't even know what they're talking about. Right. But I love but I love the language.
1: <laughs> let you live that experience, and then you right see the parallels. parallels um, in it.
2: and it's funny. Um, you know, uh, you know, like from from one of my favorite poets in Baltimore
0: mm-hmm. is
2: uh Olu, Olu 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 Butterfly Wood.
0: Right, right, know? right.
2: And I have like a lot of favorite poets, you know, but Olu is one of those poets that I don't believe majority of people get what she's saying, and I think that's okay but she has such a presence and a, and a, and a, and a, and a swag, a flair about her that
0: yeah.
2: she delivers like you, are, you should know,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: should know. And because she delivers in that fashion, that's how she's received, you know? Right. And if you read her work, that's when you, I feel like you're able to digest it, you know, because then you can read and, and make the connections and, and basically you can interpret it for how you want to interpret it. But I, I love her, her art has a lang- is a language, you know? Yeah. And that's
0: yeah. like,
2: i reading poetry books where well, I feel like I can understand a poem. And I'm not even, you know, like there are poets or, or rappers that write in that fashion that you can he- understand it right away without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. And there are some that you have to decode what they're saying. My favorites have always been the ones you have to decode their language. Oh, yeah, That's always been my favorite.
1: Well, that's that's why I'm falling in love with this new virtual platform, because I've started uh, hosting a number of virtual readings um, of plays um, and plays that I've directed before and people that I know who have written plays because the experience is different because people are forced to not pay attention to the spectacle or the stage. They may see kind of your environment and what you may have on and maybe some slight animation in your Stage presence in your delivery, but they're forced to listen to what you actually have to say. And even, you know, I've done a play a couple times throughout the last 10 years, and everybody who has come to see it, this last time that we just did it as a virtual event, this was the first time they actually listened to the words. Wow. And not paid attention to the blocking or who was on stage or what the set pieces were or where we were. They actually was able to hear the words and understand why I've been doing this play for 10 years and I've been so connected to it. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to see more artists use this platform to be heard versus mm-hmm. the scenic or the, the spectacle part of being an artist.
2: Which Which, which is weird that you say that because the way I perform and, and, and what I tell myself about being a performer mm-hmm. is that is that they need to watch you to listen, mm. and because you
1: have a gift at that, you you can keep us intrigued. So you tell a story with your facial expressions and your body. You're more of a physical performer,
2: right? Not but, everybody
1: but, is blessed in that way.
2: I mean, and I, 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 I say that, but it's still in, in connection with what you just said. I mm-hmm. still think that they still miss a lot of what I'm saying because they're watching me.
0: Right. So, so, right. so,
2: so with what you're saying is that, that that's got to be cool when you're received for, you, you, you're received solely, solely for the quality of the, of, of, of the dialogue or the lyrics, you know. Like the
1: content itself. It's yes. a different experience. I used to hit doing readings as an actor, and I would only do it for a grade or money. <laughs> I would never, like, choose to do it. And it wasn't until I was really restricted like this where I had to actually listen to what a lot of people were saying on various shows. And I was like, I don't really like this. Or mm. I or, or I was more intrigued because now I'm listening to people and I'm really hearing what they're saying. And I'm not, you know, you brought up Oli Butterfly. We normally see the spectacle of what an Oli is right we're always extra animated in real yes. life and and it's and it we don't ever listen to what we're saying for you you're always the funny guy so we're always watching you be funny and we're not we're missing some of the words and i purposely i was listening to your album a couple of times today y'all last project, and i was actually listening i was like it took me back and i remembered being in that that circle of gentlemen uh, with Tracy Jiggs at that time, and I was like, "Oh man, he was talking about this then. Like, wow, that's that's kind of a you know a reflection of you know him sharing that experience that he spoke about then." So I was actually listening to you. Mm. I expect for you to be funny, so I'm listening. Oh really? I I I met you being funny. I think <laughs> the first thing you ever said out your mouth was. You told Styles that she was a figment of your imagination, and I laughed. For I laughed like the rest of that night. I'm laughing right now because I can remember <laughs> you saying it to her. So I'm I'm used to people being funny. I'm used to David being the more you know theatrical performer, where mm. he's putting on a show. And then to see you two together is such a uh, unequal. Uh, and not in terms of your talent, but you two are coming from two different places, bringing us like this magic, and you're still able to give it to us in a way where we're listening. I listen to poetry differently from certain people than I do from others, because I know it's just performance for them. But right, uh, right now, I'm, I want artists to use this platform to connect and engage with audiences so we're not just developing uh, fans, but we're actually developing a following that really gets us and, and can dissect our work based on what they know to be there and not them just filling in the blanks with their emotion mm. or their feeling towards us or their like our likability uh but they're really actually listening to our work and i've been i've been kind of trolling the internet a lot for a lot of y'all work and a lot of artists that i know and just trying to find other works they made me go back and listen to y'all other albums, listening to this one, and it really just gave me uh it, it it validated what I'm personally doing in this moment and it's just trying to get people to listen to the content. Right. Everything else we 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 kinda put on pause for that. So when we get back to that, our work means that much more to them. That
0: that what, that, that. Do,
1: you, what do you want people to get from you as an artist or your, your collaboration with, uh, FIFA, what do you want people to take away from what you all
0: do?
2: One of the things Dave and I, um, we both, we both, we both say often is that we're just trying to provoke sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking, I'm not writing. And even any stance I take, any stance I take is not designed for me to be agreed with, okay. but I'm okay with, Okay, if you disagree, can we talk about it? You know, if you had a different experience, can we talk about it? Um, we have a tendency to, and, I, and I'm guilty of this myself, so just to be, just to be transparent, we have a tendency to um, dismiss people because we didn't have that experience. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. a very human, that's a very common human trait where we'll dismiss something. Like uh, me being a man, I've dismissed women, uh, you know, based off of the fact that ah, that can't have happened. You know, I didn't right. go through it. So who am I to say that it didn't happen? It can't, it can't have happened. Who am I?
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, um, and, and at the same time, I've been dismissed because I'm a black man, you know? Yeah. So, so like, we're, we're constantly passing the buck in a certain fashion. I just want to provoke thought. And it's very, it's, it's that simple. Like, some people are like, y'all, I'm, I'm here to educate and uplift and the whole nine and not negating that. That's what, you, that's what your drive is. I want to, because I, I don't believe that, I'm here. I, I, not everyone's gonna agree with me. Even if we go through the exact same thing, we can still have different out, um, um, viewpoints about it. But I'm good. I like conversation, as we're doing right now. I like the sharing. I I'm chatty like that. I like I like I like I like this a lot. I do this with my friends. You know, we talk. I like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like talking about stuff. Whether we're arguing about hip hop music, or we're arguing about politics, or we're arguing about. Uh, or or, or we're debating on how you know one of my one of my closest friends he has no children but whenever I have an issue with my son that I'm trying to work through I call him
0: mm-hmm. he
2: has no children he's you know he has, he has never raised a child from bottom to top but not right. to say he has never interacted with children but I consider him, I consider him to be a very sensible person so I call him like yo this is what I'm going through you know and there are times that he even challenges me and I'm like dang mm-hmm. hey, I never thought of it like that you know and that right there he provoked thought. He made me stop to at least think, consider,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's what I want to do in my art. Um, I, I, I would, I would, I, I guess I speak to David. Aspect like we want to, we 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 want to provoke thought. We want to, we want to be challenging, but we're not here to change the way you live. If you happen to see our point of view and it works for you, all right, let's roll. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's all you can do.
1: Well, we see that, and, and like your upcoming, could that possibly be a way that you can kind of present this project? because there's a, a, a shorter project from you all, would that be a possible way to kind of engage on this platform in terms of just starting those conversations um, with the audience, an active or present audience, uh, virtually of course, but could that possibly be a way?
2: Um, yeah, uh, if you notice before at least four of the songs, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a film script skit.
0: Mm -hmm. even even
2: even that's very intentional you know um that's very intentional uh that we wanted before the song um Mm -hmm. because those are things the things that we either agree with or disagree with we place right before the song to drive the song um i don't know how to deliver this album this album is not a spoken word album per se but it's not a hip-hop album either it's that, that that fine line you know um and if we do deliver this album we're delivering this album musically uh, with like, you know, and probably with a DJ than a band. Um, mm-hmm. So trying to figure out how you deliver a show, uh, it's going to feel more like a hip hop show, but not right. your rah-rah hip hop show, more of your native tongue hip hop show. But um, you're
1: always trying find a way to infuse like everything into it. So it's still going to be what it's going to be. Right, if, if right. Are you consciously trying to keep those elements out of it, or? or I,
2: I, I don't know if we'll have a, a huge, I, I think in, in past shows, we've done a lot of theater to tie mm-hmm. the show together, you know? I don't know if this is the, this, for this particular project, we're gonna do that. But the question is, when, we, we didn't even get a chance to begin the conversation about what the show looks like because all this happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and we still haven't talked about it because we don't know when we're gonna do the show now because actually it's, it's May right now. So right. the show was supposed to actually happen by now, I think. we were supposed to have done the show yeah. by now, if we we're on our regular timeline. Uh, right. uh, I think that if we do, the fun part is if we do an online show, we'll get to talk about each song before we do the song.
1: So you're looking for more of a, a unplugged performance and not really...
2: It, 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 might, it might fall into something like that. More of an okay. unplugged, unplugged feel. And I say unplugged with a DJ because we don't usually perform with a yeah. DJ. Um, this would yeah. be a cool opportunity just to be a you know, one-two punch with a DJ spinning the record. And we banter really well. David and I together, we banter real well before songs. We banter really well after songs. Um,
0: right. This, is, this right.
2: does have a more serious tone. But because it has a more serious tone, doesn't mean we can't enjoy the experience. So I, 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 I get comfortable on stage when i find my pocket my pocket first of all is to make sure we smile yeah
0: yeah that, that,
2: that that's my initial pocket i need us to smile even if we're about to get real heavy and real serious let's smile first and then we can gradually go through the journey of some hardship you know i know this this album has is, is condensed and it's heavy you know
1: it it really uh when i when i say i was listening to uh sins of a father i really uh It it took me back to that conversation that we had when we had that round table. And what was interesting about that moment, these were people that you see all throughout Baltimore in the various pockets of the creative scene, but we never, and I I can honestly say, I never really reached out to you all unless we were in a space to say hi or hello, or catch up or whatever. But it was interesting to see the various perspectives. And that was just a, a couple, uh, examples of what it is to be a black male artist in the city or in any city for that matter
0: but it's right.
1: interesting to just hear um without an audience without a you know a perspective and tracy is like the honorary dude anyway <laughs> like so it it wasn't uncomfortable being in front of her but uh and not even i i had forgot that there were even cameras there for a minute But this understanding, being able to get to know people on a different level, and I try to do that with the show, but it's still limited because I'm not going out to have a brewski. I'm not, you know, I'm not really, and that's just my personality. But I'm, I'm really interested in just finding out more, and I'm loving how the arts is forcing artists to be a little bit more transparent uh, in, in their engagement. Uh, building their engagement with uh, their audience is this, and just the people they're performing in front of at, at large, do you feel the pull to be more transparent or to expose more, or are you still going to stay in that old school mantra being man, an artist and keeping your private private?
0: Um. <clears throat> it's it, it, I, I guess, again, I
2: think I am... It just depends on, It, it, it actually, for from, from me personally, it just depends on how, for instance, you said that I'm the funny guy, you mm-hmm. know, which I'm aware that I project physically in that fashion.
0: Right. The weirdest
2: thing is the content of my lyrics are pretty not funny.
1: right? You right, know, they're, right, they're, right.
2: They're, they're generally pretty dark. And I, I feel like if you, if, if folks paid more attention, they realize they're very personal too, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I, you know, I, I think I'm revealing if you know me. Right. If you know me, right. I'm, I'm revealing. If you don't know me, these are just lyrics that you just, that, that might go with the flow. It might just be, it, it might be the moment that you're engaged, but I don't know if I want to write any other way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, like, something you said earlier in regards to just being able to, I, I want to be heard. Okay. I want okay. to be heard. Um, there was a thing I was doing. This is funny. It's uh, my only David Chappelle moment. Um, I used to do this thing on uh, Facebook. This went on for me like three or four years. I used to do this thing called F.U. Thursdays, which I would say the whole, I don't know if I can curse on here or not, but. Go
0: ahead,
2: go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so I saw I do this thing called Fuck You Thursdays.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: every Thursday I would just get online on Facebook. I'm like, fuck this. And I would have all these things that, that, that I've, I've thought about you know, I, I, the content would be fuck like, certain things that I felt, you know, just on some bullshit. It'd be it, it'd be from funny, silly shit, surface things, or something that was, you know, that, that, that was deep rooted in our culture, society. You know how we view the world. But I would I would do it every Thursday. It went on for years.
0: Right, right.
2: And um, but it was just a thing I did every Thursday. So it, it was so much that if I woke up late on a Thursday, my inbox people would be like, Yo, when you gonna start fuck you Thursday? Because after I post. Everyone else posts underneath me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They are getting off their chest too because on their page they just can't say fuck 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 fuck. fuck. Yeah. I don't yeah.
0: I don't yeah. I don't give a
2: shit. So I I I do whatever I want, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and one day I did a show in. I want to say I was in Richmond. I want to say I was in Richmond, and I got off stage, and the guy was like, "Oh, you that fuck you guy." <laughs> And remember that exact moment I stopped doing Fuck You Thursdays.
1: Oh wow!
2: Because I was like, and and I say the David Chappelle moment was because at the time that they offered Chappelle fifty million Mm dollars, they didn't notice the quality content of his show. They just saw, oh, we can make we can make money off of people laughing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: he was like, nah, y'all don't get it.
0: Yeah.
2: And he pulled back.
1: So they didn't even see his content. It was just no. the reaction.
2: The reaction. And, and, and then they wanted to have control over the content. And they were going to fork him over 50 mil to take control off of something that, if you watch the Chappelle show, that joint is very well done.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: it's very clever. It's a very clever show. You know, even the right. dumbest skits you can tell have an underlying social commentary in there.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: And they didn't get it. So they they were gonna. They, so that not only that, not only did they want they want to take over the show,
0: they didn't
2: get it. And then they were. And, and you know they want to water down the content. You know they. You know they were gonna mm-hmm. dilute to it.
1: To safe because it's yes. about to cross over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, you know. um after that, a lot of people was like, yo, what happened to You Thursday? Even to the day, not just a week ago, someone hit me, was like, yo, let's do a, 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 online, um, online open mic and call it fucking Thursday. And I was like, nah, yo, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, I, 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 I don't want that to be because even when I did those things, it was people like to fuck you more than the content be, that I was addressing. Right. And I was like, I was like, nah, I, I, I don't want, i I'm, i guess i'm one of those people i won't just get on to get on you know i've, I've met people that yeah. are, yo if you if you did more stuff about the streets or if you did more stuff for the women you know then you would probably garner more attention but it's yeah. like that's just not me you know yeah. i you yeah. know i i want to do what i want to do the way i want to do it and find my cult following within that
1: i'm i'm finding <laughs> that that be, that is becoming this new norm of wanting everybody to succeed, but not realizing we're all individuals and we can possibly get and definitely get to the same outcome from different perspectives. And we don't always have to be this type of artist or this type of person or deliver this type of content. It's It's really a struggle being a Black artist because our field of success is like this narrow, hallway that we all have to go down and it's not room for all of us at the same time. So we have to, you know, get in line with this person or, you know, figure out what made them pop. Or and it's for me is it's it kinda caused me to move back. That's how I got into radio uh in the first place. I got tired of trying to be this person or that person or I, I got tired of trying to be that or
0: trying right. to
1: fit into somebody else's frame w- with my frame. Like it just wasn't it, it it's a turn off. It really is a turn off. So I I understand what you're saying and I, I respect it uh honestly like it my my will you so so and, and you kind of moving forward, you know, even with this going on right now, what do you see yourself doing as an individual and how do you keep yourself an individual when you're in a group with somebody?
2: Um, well, uh, I asked the last question first. Um, being with David, I lose the, the, the rule to be in a group and I've been in groups. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been in groups. The rule, the rule of a group is you cannot be for self. You blur into a one. David and I do a great job of that blur. When it was his full-time gig and my full-time gig just to perform for a living. Mm-hmm we lost self really well and we know how to operate as a unit um be it writing be it duties of what we need to do when we're off stage um and we know what positions we play on stage you know um just be just being aware and it's so it was so fluid for us to move that way but we're also great friends um so that's easy so when i do my solo stuff when i do stuff with the band Mm -hmm. that is me without any mindfulness of anyone else, if that makes any sense. My, my content, I don't have to, like with Dave and I, there's a whole, the, the mood is very different than what it is with my band. With my band, I can be chaotic. Uh, the sound can be chaotic. I can be, I, can, I can be experimental on a level that, because Dave and I are not the same person and our styles is not, uh, not the same. And because of that, I, I, I do have to kind of tone it down to fit. And I know David can't be all, super chill he has to come up so David comes up as far as manner wise you know not writing wise David writes really well but manner wise he comes up and I also have to kind of come down we meet each other in the middle somewhere to deliver work but then we both have solo projects my band is my solo project that gets to be all me chaotic and I go all the way up and people see me on stage with a top hat I draw my face you know, I take off my shirt, I wear suspenders. You know, I, I can be the character that I think I am. you know, the full, full un- unleashed, full, full blown, you know? Um, and then David and his solo stuff, is very passionate. Very, his uh, album was called In Late Bloom. But the whole album, is a lot of romance in it. Um, there's a lot of storytelling about his personal life and what he goes through in his relationships as a married man, as a father, even his relationship prior to his marriage. You hear it weave within his lyrics and his song and his Um And even the way he performed that album in the, the, ma- the manner is very unlike what we look like together. You know, right. so I guess ultimately you have to know who you are as a person
0: yeah. and then
2: who you, who you, who the unit is when you fuse together on some Dragon Ball Z fusion type thing, <laughs> um, you know, because that takes on its own identity. That's so why you have to lose self figure out what is the identity of the unit right. together and then know who you are as an individual. Um, so th- that, that answers the f- second question. First question, um, I'm writing. Uh, we finished this project and I still have my bandmates, you know, I'm like, I need some, I need some music. I need some music right. to write to. Uh, and I want to write more to their stuff because when things, when I don't get music from them, I start writing to anything. And, mm-hmm then I got to make their music fit these lyrics, as opposed to me, let me just write lyrics to the things you guys have. So I'm currently still writing. Uh, that my, my guitarist, Nick, is sending me, sending me music. Uh, my uh, keyboardist uh, Maurice, Stinky Face, he's sending me music. We talk here and there, not as often, which is weird. I think I talked to my people more before the, uh, the pandemic, and now all of a sudden I'm not as communicative now that it's pandemic and it's not like i'm doing anything more i'm actually doing less but it's
1: that it's that term i think subconsciously that idea of social distancing got into some of our heads and we didn't i don't for me i know it didn't i have to remember to okay pick up your phone and call somebody or (laughs) say something to somebody text someone like because you just got into that bubble and for me i've totally been quarantined uh, but you got to remember to reach out. I think a lot of people are, I, I don't think that's the right word for us to use, uh, that social distancing. It should have been something, something that's like physical distance or something.
2: <laughs> Lang- and you know what? Language plays a huge, fa- a huge part. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is true. Like, I, I just, because if even just talk to us like that. I'm not as social. I don't talk to Maurice or Nick. I mean, we speak here and there, but I can say i have when before all this i probably speak to everybody several times a week maybe mm-hmm. one at least once a week but most times more than once a week i'd shoot a text like what's up you say something stupid you know we update each other on something happening something happening in the are, news what are
1: you gonna talk about like how are you dealing with this like <laughs> it becomes the same conversation man when is this going to be old like you right. almost don't want to hear people complaining or talking about it because i'm trying to limit how much of this information I let into my personal right. space. Uh, but yeah, I just think the wording was off for a lot of people because we took it literal. Right. The physical aspect of it. We, to take. Um, we have a couple more minutes left. I wanted to, one, ask you, what do you think this city would do without um, uh, like an art scape or our big uh, season of events? What do you think, how would that affect our arts community without um, those bigger events that we kind of thrived on?
2: Well, when things supposedly get back to the new normal,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: the arts team is still gonna suffer. Right, We're not gonna be ready. Like if, 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 if Governor Hogan tomorrow says, end of May, all right, we're back to normal. The art scene is not going to be back to anywhere near normal till towards the end of this year.
0: Right. Because
2: right. people will go to restaurants to eat, yes, because food is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll be more apprehensive to attend an event where people are close space together. And, you know, even where there's theater or where there's a concert, people are too close together. So, unless there's a situation where they're going to be circles on the ground where you can only stand. And you can't be close to someone else, and that's, and that's your circle for the night. You, now you got to pay for your circles. This is actually a good idea. <laughs> you have to pay for your circles, like you have to pay for seating when you how your seating is done in the movies now. Um, and, and, and maybe that might be the thing. Um, I, th- I think it's going to take a moment to um, to get back into the into the, into the groove of things
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for the, for society. Unless Beyonce does a concert, people will risk it for the real big, 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 big names. They'll risk it yeah, yeah. Um, but for the us us artists who are local or regional, who are not superstars,
0: mm-hmm.
2: th- I don't think society is is going to take a while for society to slowly be ready to be in the mix of it, with using us.
1: Yeah just the level of comfort that it's going to take for people to want to be, and our events are known known to be like pets, like people right. in there, touching shoulders, like yes. just that feeling, it's going to still feel weird. I know for me, it will feel weird, even if I'm on a stage uh, looking down, but um, so the, some, some, certain those new norms will definitely have to be put into place, even for that. Um, In terms of uh this album you say uh you're kind of trying to understand just the climate so y'all can maybe do an extension to it or
2: we will we and by just all conversation i said we live different lifestyles um if if we feel like this was a good idea and i say this is a good idea we spent money Mm -hmm. to put the album together we spent money in the studio spent money oh let me shout out real quick j so black sinatra did all the production on the album
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: the, the, the you know that that's who did all the production and we recorded at um the lineup room with brandon lackey okay. um so those are the people that you know we patroned to put this album out and i saw <laughs>
0: and theo
1: was doing a lot of the imagery so you got a feature on the album as well
2: so um, theo, theo shot the music video for the title track for the album Mm-hmm. Uh, black body. So that's another thing we want to do. We want, we really want to do a video for every song. Okay. Financially, trying to figure if that's, if that's, if that if that's, if that's realistic, you know, but we want to do a video for each song. Five songs, really cool, do a video. And, we can, and for us, because there's no urgency. We're not like tied to a label. We're not superstars. We can pay right. out the videos because it's an album. You can, in my world, you can run an album for a year, year and a half, two years, if you really, really got it like that. And I say that if you're patient enough. I feel like we've turned it such a factory line world where you put out an album and four weeks later it's old, and now you have to work on the next album. You know, and, and it's,
1: that's weird because outside of R and B and uh, hip hop, no other genre of music works on that cycle. Gospel music—they will put out an album and that plays for four years, five years, six years, and you you thinking that they're throwing out albums, but they've been living off that one. I agree. Rock and country. It's the same term, but pop and R&B has turned into this microwave system,
2: and that and that and that's what it is. So when I, I, I feel like we can run this album. I have, we have, right. we have old, we have old albums, and we do shows. We have to do an hour long show. We just incorporate old material. We mix with the new material, um, and 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 in the mix of that. So, dang, I feel like I just lost track of myself. Um, I lost track of myself. I have no idea what I was about to say now.
1: And this, I'm not even giving a suggestion, but I would love to see the two of you kind of do some more intimate conversational performances where we get to hear you all. Y'all talk a lot, but it's kind of y'all transition, how y'all learn how to transition from one piece of the show to the next piece of the show. Uh, But I would, I personally would love to hear just how you all think in terms of being that unit and the conversation that would come from that. I think that would definitely help to kind of expand just the, the, the album out over time as well. I, I,
2: I, 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 I agree. People need to, I mean, it's a story. Everything's about the story, the story of the artist. what makes mm-hmm. the artist the artist, and then that makes people fall into the music. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree. And uh, Unplugged, Intimate Setting, with circles on the ground for everybody to stand in their own particular circle
1: that
2: they they pay for. (laughs)
0: Just kick
1: bubbles, everybody rent a bubble for a day.
2: That would be, you know what? If I could figure
1: out how to make that work and I got, if I had the finances to back that up,
2: (laughs) that would be the first show that happens right after all this blows over.
1: A bubble show. What was that, Um, Erica Baidu, she was in the bubble performing like if everybody just had a bubble we just walking around i see everybody walking around like a park like drill park in bubbles just
2: that would be cool <laughs> it, uh, it,
1: it, it, it'd be cool
2: but it's also scary that we're, we're, we're about to embark in a, in a space that society yeah. now we're about to become socially and physically distant
1: well just a mirror everybody walking around with masks on it still feels weird to me I agree. Like I gotta prepare myself to go out the house, and I gotta put on my gear, and and, and we used to look at Asians like you're weird. Like, what is what's right. the problem? And now we're just our everyday life now.
2: N- n- now we understand.
1: Yeah, now we get it.
2: We, we so, so, so we're only able to get it because we're experiencing it.
1: Right, right. Which is sad because we could have had that conversation with them then a
2: long time ago.
1: Would have stopped using them by ourselves then, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh real quick, where can we find the music? Uh and let everybody know where to find you all on social media, that whole rat race? Um,
2: the Fifth L, uh Black Bodies name of the album. The group's mm-hmm. called The Fifth L5 T H L. Five, T-H-L, the Fifth L. Um, you can down you can stream and download on any uh digital distribution uh, uh site, uh mm-hmm. platform. Um you can go to uh where you can find us on Facebook under the Fifth L. You can find us on Instagram under the fifth Out. I only do, we only do Instagram and, and, and Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Don't have TikTok. Don't have, uh, all those other, all those other ones. I'm old. And, um, I think you
1: could thrive on TikTok. I think that's. I'm
2: that's, not, I'm not good with that, that video thing where you do this, do this. I'm not good at that. It, like, I can't do it. Like, I have to force myself to do that. And then the amount of takes, it takes for me to do, uh. I can't do it, but what I wish. What else
1: you right now, sir? What else? What else you doing right now? It's it's it,
2: it, it's 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 a it's a personality thing. Like I, right. I when I when I see children do it, I get it. When I see adults do it, I'm like. But so I, I'm old. Like I'm older than what people think I am. So
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm old. So I feel like I, I, that's all tied to my age. That mm-hmm. I there's a maturity in me that is not. There's maturity to me that won't let me do it. There you go. Right, right. Um
1: Well, I, and I did have one more question before you go further. How has it been being a uh a homeschooler in his I, home?
2: Um well, my son's 16, so he's on autopilot. I okay. just have to make sure, you know, and in his school, they definitely all about the online learning. Um he has class all day um uh, from okay. 9 from 9 to 3. So he, he's in the trenches and he has projects due. He's fine. Uh, my nephews uh, this week, my, all my nephews been staying with, staying with me. So it's just a party, there's an army of boys at the crib. And, we, and, and the smell of musk boys, sweaty, sweaty oh. boys,
0: oh. you know,
2: it's, 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 it's in the air. <laughs> um, so everybody, everyone's just doing their work, and uh, that's that's the rule. Like you wake up in the morning, get your work done for the day, your school work done for the day. Everyone there is a specialist in something. One of my nephews okay. is amazing at math. My son's great at reading, at, at writing. So they all find ways to help each other to get things done. And okay. then once work is done for the day, everybody's allowed to chill, kick back, and do whatever they want to do.
1: That's awesome. So I I normally end the conversation with. Uh, What advice would you give to your 17-year-old self, and what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self?
2: Oh, snap. Uh, 17-year-old self,
0: advice. Um,
2: Don't dismiss things just because you haven't done them yet. I was great at dismissing things in my earlier life. And there's some of the things I do now, that I, like, man, if I'd started doing this earlier, I'd probably be further, where I, further, where, mm. uh, further right now. My 100-year self, what would I ask?
0: Ugh. What question would you ask? Oh. Um, <laughs> was, <all> <laughs> was it all worth it?
2: Was it all worth it? Was it all worth uh, it? No, and that would probably be an array of things. Um, yeah, and, and tied to some of the things I also, I'm quick to dismiss some things. and I, I, I want to know if I'll get to a point where I'll look at myself like your oh, family, you kind of wasted those moments.
1: Now, I never asked this question, but you would be the person that I would probably ask for the first time. What would your 100 year old self respond to in that question? I don't what know. What I... would how do you think they were how how do you think your one hundred year old self
2: would respond? I could only answer that based off of who I am right now, which, you know, then I would probably say, Yo, no regrets, son. Keep it real, son.
0: No,
2: <laughs> 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 Yo, you did you did it, son. You did it. Did it the way it's supposed right. to be done. You know. Um, oh, yeah. I I I I don't, I don't I've enjoyed it's funny probably till my mid 30s is when i started to enjoy being me so and that became that, that, that that's tied to just a lot of like family is okay you know uh, it's, uh some of the things that i would always treat like it's not okay i t- started talking about that family is okay so
0: right. I-
2: i'm hoping as i get older i also let go of some more things because i held i held on for a lot i held on to a lot of things for so long and if you, if you can't see them, I walk, but it's definitely there.
1: So I'm I'm giving everybody that homework to just go through, and I'm I'm really gonna go back and like listen from a different perspective because I do, and I've, I've known you two to be uh, characters in your own work, but I I want to actually listen to it. So now that's my homework to myself, and what I'm challenging other people to do is just listen. <laughs> and just hear what you didn't always listen for in the, in, uh, in the past. So I'm going to go by, and I might have a couple questions for you. I might have a couple questions. Like, what the fuck is I talking about right now? I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that very much.
1: I appreciate you, man. Um, and this has been the Artist Exchange. Next up is the Cocktail Social with Mr. Blue Waters. And after that, we have It Is What It Is Radio Show. Um, real quick. This said, uh, this Sunday we're doing our fourth uh, virtual performance, and that's an August Wilson tribute. Shout yeah. out to Finny and David for including. I, first of all, I I don't ever listen to stuff in the right order. Like, I just oh, you, you shuffle. <laughs> yeah, I just automatically shuffle, and that number two became number one, and that that just threw me off. Only because. Everything lines up like when you when you thinking, should I be doing this right now? You know, August Wilson just celebrated his birth uh, we celebrated August Wilson's birthday on the twenty seventh of April. Uh, right. that was kind of the impetus for me doing the um I wanted to connect a bunch of black men from across the United States and do a virtual experience and we who else to do that with is August Wilson and that one scene is kinda of, um, I don't have to love you.
2: Uh, oh, uh, it you you, you don't out. understand how that joint hits my heart when I hear that. Uh, it, it, like, first of all, that whole, that whole, that whole play is freaking mm-hmm. stupid, amazing. Is August
1: Wilson an influence for you or somebody that you in terms a w- literary influence?
2: I, I would say this, if Roz doesn't work for the, for the center stage anymore, but, mm-hmm. whenever, but whenever there was an August Wilson play at center stage...
1: We, we Ro- can't get in trouble, though, <laughs> if I
2: this. Roz hook a brother oh, up God. I'll come through, uh-huh. watch, and then after that play, the type of discussion, because sometimes I will come, go by myself, and then I need to talk to somebody after the play. Right. I just need to talk right. to somebody. But if I go with someone, the conversations I can have with them after the mm. play, I, I, once again, the level of depth. I love depth. I love, I love, to, I love to watch things or experience things that, that, that inspire, that, that, that provoke thought and inspire great conversation.
1: But how would, can you think of any other black playwright that focused on the many different colors of a black man? And I, and he wrote plenty of, of, uh, he had plenty of strong uh, women characters, but I don't, I can't think off the top of my head of a playwright that specifically wrote for the, for the nature of a man and all of our different aspects and the
2: different right types of who we are i i i can't I, I wouldn't be able to tell you off 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 the top of my head but if they exist they don't exist they don't stand out they don't stand out in the way that august wilson's uh, uh writing mm-hmm. has, 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 has and and you said the consi- and that's really what it's about he was just so mm-hmm. consistent in offering that he was just so consistent
0: mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
2: yeah you know what?
0: That oh,
2: man, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I get excited. August Wilson is, is a playwright, and his plays is, and like I said, my experience with August Wilson all tied into my you know, like me, me meeting Robs. Because oh, okay. prior to that, I wasn't aware of him. Like but I knew the name, fine. I knew the name, but I wasn't aware of him because I started to enjoy plays because of Do. Because of that, and the bad part is now all plays measure up.
1: So... No. You can't even, that's why when people call him a black playwright, I, I can't even, or he's the black Shakespeare, I can't even accept that. I can't <laughs> can't even begin to, because this man wrote a play for every decade in the 20th century,
0: mm-hmm. and they were
1: all very distinctive, yet he, he stayed true to his Pittsburgh roots, to his male perspective, to his male point of view to the object, which was the, the male uh, way of life or the many different facets. And I, I can't think of another man. He, I, I grew up with, in white schools, and we did musicals, Dan Yankees. It wasn't until I got to college and I met Professor Quartz. And now, mm-hmm. of course, being in Kaumba, getting them hooked up thinking,
0: uh, <laughs> Being able
1: to see, you know, the work and hear about this man, I felt like I missed a Big portion of my life, not knowing who he was, always wanting to be an actor, and not understanding who this man was. Uh, but it definitely, when I heard Number Two, that that scene alone, I think every young black man with a father or who did not have a father, that it's scene does something so strong. It's so every
2: strong every
1: single time.
2: That joint's so strong, and it and, 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 and it's another thing you don't have to agree with it. Because there's, there's aspects of that that I don't agree with. But I, but I felt it. I felt it.
1: Well, and that's, that's that, that one character. And I think he has a couple characters like that. But that one character forces you to hate him. But you want to love him, especially to ones of us who didn't have a father or who right. didn't have the best father. Like, right. you, wanna, you want our instinct is to love that person. But our experience has shown us, I can't stand you. But that one thing. <laughs> I swear, Eve, I have that movie uh, on, my, uh, on my Amazon account and I, I've watched that one scene over and over as an actor, as a young man, as a person who wanted to say certain things to my father and never did. Like, Ed, I've played that scene over and over. So for y'all to get that clip, I was
0: like, oh, this is going <laughs> to be... And we, were,
2: and we were looking for something, but once again, that, that, that clip represents us as children and represents uh-huh. us as fathers. You know, because that whole song was about us being fathers, yep. dealing with father issues while having children. You know, but yep. that, that that clip is, it, it's it. You know what? I feel like black schools have done themselves a disservice.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: For mm-hmm. not having for that theater department, it, 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 it should it should be standard for that theater department to do nothing. Not even nothing.
1: the theater department, the literal the, 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 the
2: even 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 that. But because even in high school, my last years of high school, I was in a theater club with Miss Chambers at walbrook Miss mm-hmm. Chambers represent. I love Miss Chambers. Okay. Um, but we did we, we we did a lot of Shakespeare.
0: You know, yeah. we did a lot
2: of Shakespeare. But I wish that we had embarked on some August Wilson back then. And once again, I might have developed thinking, my thinking might have developed earlier right. based off of those dialogues and those experiences and those mm-hmm. interactions, you know. Um, but and I, not to say that even the, even the Shakespeare, there's an aspect that I pulled from that because I wasn't serious about it. It was just a classic take that I knew I could get an A in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, ex- I'm expressive, so it was but easy.
1: culturally, it would have connected a lot of dots that many young, a lot of us as young black men had.
2: Yes and 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 those are the those are the things that were missing um mm-hmm. that that need to be implemented like recognize that not all schools are the same. Mm. You know not all schools are the same. Um and if we are going to do Shakespeare over here in these urban environments then how about the white environments <laughs> they do August Wilson plays and have them conversation
1: As a teaching artist the first thing I do at the beginning of the year is for all the black faces up on the board, I'm kicking myself because I thought we were going back to school, and I have the whole book of all his monologues, and I didn't bring it with me, and mm. I'm pissed because I had to go back online and get all of them to do this, but it really did, his work really spoke to me, because everything that I would have wanted to say to a father that was never there is is what I hear going through all of his monologues, the conversation. I, 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 and that I, I, one play just...
2: It it, it it hits. It hits right here. Like it hits yeah.
1: right here. And I well, understand. I'm, I'm telling you, as a theater thespian, I connected with your this project strongly through number two. And <laughs> I, then it just opened up everything else for
2: me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank appreciate you
1: very much. You, man, any other time I'm a, at one point I'ma have you and David together. I've interviewed him, I've interviewed you, but at one point I'ma bring y'all on together and just see so people can see that David is really the cut-up. Oh, and
2: without without a doubt. Without a doubt.
1: going to see that in this world and not put everything over my bad Phoebe.
2: Exactly, yo. I've been mis- <laughs> I've been misrepresented for years, yo.
1: <laughs> but uh, thank you, man. Uh, this has uh, been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Like I said, next up, Cocktail Socials talk show with uh, Blue Waters and his... Posse. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you
2: very much. I appreciate you.
1: Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace. I think you just clicked the the leave.